0: I am not, We're not, We're not. We're waiting for me again, The application. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Yes, Maria Mariano. And this morning, I couldn't find the application. This is too funny. Did you notice how it only happens to me? Never to Marie-Pierre, never to Jean-Philippe, never to Sabrina. But it's okay. Good morning, Anna. Good morning, Jane, Dorothy, all my friends on Zoom. What? Good morning, my Facebook friends. Thank you for joining us. And I'm going to remind you right away, right away, you're on Zoom. Open the PodBeam. And there's this new thingy. Okay, I call it this new thingy. At the bottom right, there's these hearts. And in 300 seconds, we can hit the hearts. So we gain popularity, right? Look at me. I'm such a baby. That's my dopamine fix every time those hearts go off. Good morning, Matthew. I see him on Podbeam. I'm so excited this morning. I was saying to Marie Pierre, I'm beginning finally to understand Stephen Covey's four quadrants, right? Where he explains to us how we need to live in quadrant two all the time, where things are important, but never urgent. And we're always living in important and urgent and unimportant and urgent, always in quadrants one and three. And then sometimes when our dish is too full, what do we do? We escape in quadrant four. What is quadrant four? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll do a marathon of Netflixing. Okay. Or if for, for those of you that game, you're going to game endless, meaningless hours just to escape the reality of responsibility. Right. So it's, it's very deep, very deep. Like Stephen Covey, I, I would have loved to have met this man face-to-face, like you're reading this book and you're saying, oh my God, such depth to it. Something that people don't have anymore. Honestly, everybody's like putting out fires, putting out fires. So for my, my side, uh, for those meeting me for the first time today, I have 38 years in my multi-level marketing business. I've been married 34 years. So yes, I have applied Stephen Covey's methods without knowing I was applying Stephen Covey's methods, right? And I have three children now age 25, 27, 29. And you can't raise three children uh, well if you don't apply Stephen Covey's methods without even knowing I was applying them. And something happened yesterday that I'm going to share with you after Marie-Pierre does her segment, because you'll see how it is important to always be doing what you're meant to be doing, okay? And don't have anything or any situation to focus yourself, defocus focus you. you. Everybody will go through a period of maybe somebody really close to you, like me was my mother who passes away. How will you react? Or will you be proactive and dictate your reaction. Um, my husband that got a bone marrow transplant, my child, my youngest, Yasmin was only two years old. How will you react or will you be proactive and say, yes, my husband is in the hospital for months and months and months. And it, it was huge challenge for us, but yet maintaining the lighthouse, making sure the lighthouse kept going. So nothing crashed on the shores. Right. And this is basically what quadrants one, two, three and four will help us to do. So for those joining us for the very first time, let me run it through you quickly so you understand the core of the subject today. So we're in habit number three. Reminding everyone that habits one, two, and three are personal victories. And until we are not winning with ourselves, we cannot have public victories. Even if we were to have public victories and our, our personal life, our personal well-being is in shambles, I can't feel accomplished. So habit number three is the four quadrants, how to put first things first. And today it is the segment on living it. So understanding how we're going to live this, I need to bring you back to habit number 1 which says which says you are the programmer. So we're going to use once again Stephen Covey's computer metaphor. I love it. I don't think there's a better metaphor than this. So habit number 1 remember personal victories you are the programmer. This is where we understand it's up to me to be proactive no matter what A storm is sent my way. You have the power to choose. Always remember, we are human beings. We have the power. I'm trying to hit my hearts at the same time. There we go. No, but isn't it ridiculous? Look at this. (laughs) Dopamine fix. Okay. Uh, I have the power to react. I want to hit that red button. What do you want me to tell you? Okay. There goes my dogs again. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I got guessed. This is what happens. Do not laugh. This is not funny, but yes, it's happening in my life, okay? So we need to be proactive. Don't know how to be proactive here when when they come in. Um, I have to stay within my circle of influence. Remember, Monique? Okay, we started this in the month of May when we got the new program introduced, Gen Con. And I mean, we either stayed in our circle of concern. I can't believe it's not working. Uh, I can't believe I can't put in the orders. My recruits can't go in. And now we would have been, um, I'm trying to find English words for complaining, complaining, Chalage in French, right? We were complaining, complaining. Well, all of my colleagues that stayed in the circle of concern that complained found themselves 2,000 and late. And we saw it. We saw it when we came to Jubilee that the diamonds, our company, shined. And everybody was trying to understand why are these people shining when the rest are, their numbers are under? Well, my team, my organization had the capacity to stay within the circle of influence, right? This is all habit number one. We are exercising our freedom to choose. Habit number two says, write the program. Always using the computer metaphor, you're the programmer, so now write the program. What does Habit 2 says in the personal victories? Begin with the end in mind to remind, it reminds us, that the end in mind has two creation. It has first the mental creation, which is our short-term, medium term long-term goals. This is why the conditioning program is so, so, so important. It helps us to be in the mental first creation. And secondly, why it's important to have a dream book, a dream poster, something that visually can help you do that first creation, which is the mental one. And in the conditioning, every day we ask you, breathe deeply and go through the images of your life that you want to create yourself. The second Creation is the physical. This is where we're going to be putting it in quadrants one, two, three, and four. So this is why it's all coming together today by living it. So you're doing it by desi- design and not default. You're becoming your own first creator and your own second creator by respecting the quadrants one, two, three, and four. You're establishing mission statements for yourself, for your husband, as a couple, for your children, for your work, your community, your church. And it's a centered base, like everything in your life is based on your values of principles and virtues in the middle. And not my whole life revolves around my husband. My whole life revolves around my children. Because, you know, we raise our children, but they don't always turn out the way we want them to turn out. So if my whole life was, was based on the success of my children and they don't turn out the way they turn out, then I de- I'm devastated. What habit number three now is saying, now that you identified roles and goals and your mission statements are clear, habit three says, let's run the program. So are you with me ready to run the program? We're going to push the on button. Let's run the program. Now it's about personal management this is where now i've got to manage myself i've got to exercise independent will it's very hard it's very hard i'm telling you right now it is not easy because the outside world that is being uh, a victim of everything that's hitting them that do not understand people like me that i am running my program so now what i'm trying to do is living it living it is I'm trying to live it as a primary function of my independent will, of my self-discipline, of my integrity, of my commitment. And I don't want to give give in to, to people's um, thoughts about me. I don't want to give in to schedules that are not mine. I don't want to give in to impulses of the moment. Like like when somebody says to me, one of my leaders says to me, let's say, um, I, I, we, we decided to, to go on, on a trip. Well, I'm sorry. I, I'm a leader. I can't decide to go on a trip. It needs to be planned. I can't submit to my impulses. I have a lot of people depending on me. I have children. I have dogs. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm an aunt. I'm a sister. I'm a I'm a sister-in-law. Like things need to be based on our principles and our our deepest values. Okay, because it's the only thing that gives meaning to my goals. It's the only thing that gives meaning to anything I'm scheduling or to my life, basically. So people are always confused between, okay, what's principle, Maria? What's values? So if some of you understand the difference between principles and values, please go on Podbeam. By the way, it's time to hit that heart, okay? Please go on Podbeam and share a few principles and a few values you have, or if you're on live Facebook. Go ahead and share. So here's a few principles. What are principles? They're fundamental truths for us. Doesn't mean they're yours, but for me. So for me, it would be something like singing when we don't feel like it. What does that mean for Maria? Singing when I don't feel like it. I don't feel like waking up in the middle of the night to breastfeed my child. But I'm going to do it in a singing way. I get to get up. And feed, breastfeed my child. Does that make sense? Okay, it's part of my principle in life, and basically, just simply written down. Singing when we don't feel like it, you know. When my 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 son said the first time, "I don't feel like it," and I said to him, "Do you think I felt like cooking for you?" Okay, you get to help me wash the dishes, right? To forgive, it's part of my principles. There's no room for me to have enemies or to have people that. That I hate. There's no room. Another principle for me is having a great attitude all the time. It could always have been worse. You know, uh, you know, first time I scrapped the car in an accident, my attitude was, Amen. Nobody got hurt. Who the heck cares for the, you know, for the, the car that's, that's a total, uh, loss? I see inconveniences as an adventure. Okay, I think in, so. We, we traveled, we, we ended up in Greece for 21 days. Our baggages didn't show up until 10 days later. We took it on to go shopping, we, we had an adventure with it. So, I see inconveniences as an adventure. So, principles are pretty much. This for me, I choose to be happy. Every day is magical for me. Every day is the best day ever. When I, when I do my conditioning, I begin in the morning by writing, Thank you, Lord, for the best day ever of my life. It's a choice I make that today is going to be my best day. Okay. Um, to have resilience, that's part of my principles. Okay. I will bend, but I will not break. I will bend, but I will not break. And every time I come back up, bounce back effect, I'm better and stronger than ever. I'm always like the new and improved uh, uh, version of myself. So now I'm 2021, 20, right? What about my values? For me, Maria, it's the way I live my life, what motivates me to take actions. And and for me, part of my values is my family. You know, I I see what my son is going to say at my eulogy. I'm preparing it so I behave in in. In that sense, I see what my husband is going to say at my eulogy if I were to pass away before him. Uh, I value my freedom. The fact I'm living in Canada, I value it, guys, because I, I know what Italy is like. I know what Algeria is like. I value my security that I wake up in the morning and I can attack my dreams. In some countries right now, in Afghanistan, they don't know what the hell is happening, right? I value loyalty. I value Sylvain's loyalty for the last 15 years with me. And lo- I value it, okay? My connections that I I have built over the years. I value justice. I value honesty. So those are values. Does, that, does, does everybody get it now? Now you want to live within those. You have no choice to work with Stephen Covey in the four quadrants. quadrants because there will be times where my integrity will be placed on the line. And the popularity of reacting to urgent and important and reacting to urgent and unimportant or just escaping into quadrant four, which is time-life wasters. Of course, I'm I'm tempted every single day by that. But my principal center, my self-awareness, which we all have received at birth because we're human beings, Okay, My consciousness, my willpower, all of that helped me to stay in peace by choosing to stay, by staying in quadrant two. Now, what's very, very important here, coming up next week, don't miss Thursday and Friday, we'll talk about the power of delegation to help us stay in quadrant two. And yesterday, Marie-Pierre, just before you, know, you go into your subject, yesterday happened something very particular. I don't have an appointment set with anybody. I, I strive and I work hard to stay in quadrant two. So I have planned that at five, I have this conference I need to follow. I have planned that at, at, at 6.30, I have to do my, uh, um, my meeting with the people on the uh, conditioning program. And in between, there's a visit that comes that just pops in and wants to talk to me. I have a decision to make. Do I fall in the popularity uh, temptation where, oh my God, they want to see me and my ego gets fed and I open the door? At what cost? Cost number one, not having followed my conference that I had scheduled to follow so I can be better prepared for Saturday. At what cost? Not being ready for my conditioning program. And at what cost treating those individuals that are nourishing my ego as things? Because, yes, I would have opened the door. Yes, I would have said hello. But it would have been, Marie-Pierre, mechanical and not making them feel special. So there's decisions I need to take, even though maybe I might have, you know, um, lost popularity on their behalf. But it doesn't matter. I need to stick first things first. So, Marie-Pian, what is the difference between being effective, effectiveness, and efficiency?
1: Yes, thank you, Maria. So, there's a big difference between the two. So, efficiency and effectiveness are not the same thing. Efficiency is defined as the ability to accomplish something with the least amount of wasted time, money, and effort, or competency in per- performance. And Effectiveness is defined as a degree to which something is successful in producing a de- desired result. So success, a goal. So you can not simply think efficiency with people. You think effectiveness with people and efficiency with things. You can schedule finding the love of your life, or helping an employee with a program, or supporting a sick friend, so trying to be efficient with people will only create new problems. So I have some example. I want you to go right in the comment. Should you be effective or efficient in that example? So for example, replying to email quickly. Do you need to be effective or efficient? So go right in the comment. I'm curious to know. Maria, would uh, you would you re, uh, respond? I need to be
0: very efficient to answer emails.
1: Exactly, efficient. <laughs> uh, email is a thing. Yeah. Okay. So, can kind of example? Should you be effective or efficient when you explain things to people? Effective, yes, Jane. <laughs> I look for the answer before. So yes, effective because you will take your time to explain things to people and I will add to people that matter. Because <laughs> yes, there are some people that will ask you to explain things that maybe it's not someone that uh, you need to take uh, that much time. But I remember Maria explaining something to and uh, one of our employee, And she's just saying, if you don't understand, I can repeat it in a thousand other way to make sure you understand. So you don't know how much time you will take, but you will make sure that explaining things with it will be effective and not efficient. <laughs> okay, third example, to, um, uh, to schedule meetings. How will you schedule your meeting? Efficient or effective? Meeting with people? Yes. It's got to be effective. Exactly. <laughs> so you will schedule your meeting with the goal in mind and not with the time in mind. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, on Friday mornings, we meet with the A-team. There's Annie Marchand, Melanie Miller, Marie-Pierre Tetro and Sylvain Lalonde, and myself. And... We're scheduled. We have a meeting to write out for Thursday and Friday. Sometimes it takes us 60 minutes and other times four hours later, we're not done. So you you need to be, there there needs to be effectiveness. And and when it
1: comes to people, you need to take your
0: time. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So over time, yes, we will realize that with people, it's always, always, always to be effective. But when you learn, that's cool. We really learn to be efficient, to be um, fast when you do something that will take the less time and less money, less effort. But when we got too good with, <laughs> in being um, efficient, we will try to be efficient with people and it will not work. So just think about the last time maybe you were speaking with someone. And engaging with them, eye contact, good body language. It's not something that you can think as being efficient. You need to thinking about being effective and not efficient because you you need to have the goal in mind that yes, you you want to help that people that is in front of you and not just saying okay, it's done. I did my meeting. I, I needed to meet that with that person. It's done. That's it, and not. The goal to help that person in front of you. So that's really the difference between efficiency and effectiveness. Efficiency, you can use it with uh, everything that is tame, like uh, replying to email, process your mail, uh, look at your uh, messenger and do the accounts, everything like that. Yes, you can be efficient, but when it will be with people, remember to be effective, just to have a goal in mind. And a time in mind. <laughs> That's the difference.
0: Thank you, marie pierre So yes, effective, proactive, and highly successful people live in quadrant two. Understanding effectiveness versus efficiency. Did you write that down? Okay. Did you write down effectiveness is with people, efficiency is with things? This is why I delegate and I can't wait till next Thursday and Friday, Marie-Pierre, where we're going to be talking about effective delegation. And I was looking a little bit ahead of me and I'm saying, oh my God, he's going to be talking about delegation, PPC balance. Hang on. The gopher delegation, the stewardship delegation. I think I'm going to be learning as much as everybody else on this podcast. I'm just so, so, so excited. In quadrant two, quadrant two two is the quadrant of quality and personal leadership for myself, for my spouse, for my children, for my sales force. Quadrant two is where stability of my life is embraced. It's going to happen in quadrant two, never in one, never in quadrant three, and even less in quadrant four. Now, those joining us for the very first time, quadrant two are the rocks, Okay, quadrant one are the pebbles, quadrant three is the sand, and quadrant four is the water. Visualize your aquarium. Same 168 hours every single week for everybody. If you begin with the water, nothing else will fit. So make sure you start with quadrant two right? Always addressing everything. Quadrant two is about always addressing everything before it becomes urgent. Remember the example of the roof? You're at 25 years. It's under warranty, 25 years. Why are you waiting for it to leak? And causing other problems when you can be proactive and just get it fixed before any damage is done. So stay in quadrant two. Stay in quadrant two. So a few recommendations: have smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic with a time frame. Make sure you're tracking everything you're doing. Amonic, hey, track, 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 <coughs> quantify, track, quantify, track. Okay, and dodge. To the right, to the left, reset. Dodge to the right, to the left, reset. Set priorities, stick to them. Turn off your notifications. Don't multitask. Don't multitask. Multitasking is like trying to have an orgasm while having sex while you're thinking about selling your your Tupperware. It won't work. Nobody's getting an orgasm here. Sorry, guys. It's a, it's an adult uh, podcast, right? Okay. And last recommendation from my behalf, go to bed. Go to bed. It is hard to be proactive when we don't have enough sleep. So excited to see you next weekend. Have fun uh, next weekend, next Thursday and Friday. Don't forget Monday and Tuesday with Jean-Philippe and Sabrina, tribal leadership on Wednesday. How to be In action by replacing bad habits with good habits. And Thursday and Friday, the power of delegation. Have an awesome weekend, everybody. And my anglophones, I'll see you tonight. Ciao, everybody.